Welcome to the Draft Nut Podcast. It's your boy Jared Feinberg, and I am back to recording solo again today. Devin will be back next week for our next episode. It was my decision to go solo again today because, you know, I got a hurricane coming through the North Carolina mountains, which is kind of crazy. So with a hurricane bearing down on the North Carolina mountains and the chance of me losing power, I am recording solo today. Devin and I usually use Skype for our recordings, and with the risk of me losing power, I didn't want to have to deal with the ordeal of scrambling to try and reconnect with Devin via FaceTime or on Skype or using um, using data on my phone and whatnot. So to keep it safe, um, the both of us agreed that I'd go solo for the third episode in a row. So Devin will be back next week. I promise you guys, I miss him being on the podcast. I miss him like just overall, you know, like he's my dude. I I want to talk football with him. I want to talk NFL draft stuff with him. I want to talk Panther football. I want to talk Saints football with him. You know, I miss the dude. Can't wait for him to come back next week. So yeah, we got some stuff to talk about today. And the first thing we'll be talking about is the NFL players of the month. So let me pull up that list for you real quick. The NFL released, or Ian Rappaport tweeted out um, earlier this morning, Thursday morning, um, the list of players of the month. So here they are. AFC Players of the Month, Offensive Player of the Month for the AFC, Derrick Henry, running back out of Tennessee, out of the Tennessee Titans. Very, very talented running back, obviously. One of the best running backs in the league. Arguably the best running back in the league. He's been playing great football all season long. Um, Great football in the month of October, of course. He had that 200-yard game against Houston. He had had a couple other big games as well. And he currently leads the league in rushing yards as well as carries. Um, So, you know, he's stacking up all those yards. He's just so hard to bring down. Incredible balance. Incredible power. He moves so well for someone his size at running back that it's not it's not humanly possible, you know, to play running back that size and to move as well as he does. It's incredible. So well deserving of offensive player of the month in the AFC. AFC defensive player of the month, Miles Garrett. You know, Miles Garrett, he's currently my favorite to win defensive player of the year. Currently leads the league in sacks. Um, he's had a sack in every game this year, or yeah, he's had a sack in every game this year. He's also had, he also had a sack in every game of last year and before he got suspended for hitting Mason Rudolph, Rudolph upside the head with a helmet. If y'all remember that game, I remember that game like it was yesterday. Miles Garrett playing incredible football. He's arguably one of the best pass rushers in the league, arguably the best pass rusher in football right now in terms of just specifically the defensive ends, the edge rushers, 3-4 outside linebackers, whatnot. Now, like overall, best defensive player, it's Aaron Donald without question. But Miles Garrett has been playing some incredible football, and there's no doubt he is on his way to potentially winning his first Defensive Player of the Year, and may not be his last. Special Teams Player of the Month in the AFC is Miami's Jason Sanders kicker. You know, I don't really watch kickers, but you know, 
for the brand, you know? Pat McAfee, what I got, what do I got to say, you know? Jason Sanders winning Special Teams Player of the Week or Special Teams Player of the Month for the AFC. Now we move on to the NFC. Oh, Tommy, terrific. Tampa Bay's new quarterback this year, Tom Brady, the GOAT, playing incredible, incredible football right now. He's on his way to potentially winning another league MVP. And I talked about this a little bit on on Tuesday that, you know, he, it doesn't look like he's slowing down much. Like, he is playing his best football I have seen in quite some time. Like, last year or so, he struggled. Like, the stats might not show it, but he it looked like he's been struggling. But this year, you got Mike Thomas, or not Mike Thomas, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, Ronald Jones is breaking out. That offensive line is becoming the best in the NFL. Got Bruce Arians as the head coach. Todd Bowles as the as the defensive coordinator. That defense, which is incredible. And then you got Antonio Brown coming back as soon as next week. He signed with the Patriots on a one-year deal. If Brown can get back to the player he was before, he he had the whole ordeal last year, then, you know, the Patri- not the Patriots, the Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have three of the best wide receivers in the game of football on the same roster, you know? Antonio Brown, when his brain is right, when his mind is in the right place, and he's balling out, you know, best wide receiver in football, in my opinion, without question. Okay, you can make an argument for Hopkins and Julio and whatnot and Michael Thomas, but, you know, Antonio Brown is such a great football player. I'm excited to see him on the field next week. It won't be this weekend, of course, but because he's still got to do workouts, COVID protocols and whatnot, but it would be, so ex- be very exciting to see Brown back on the field and... You know, he, this might be his only year in Tampa Bay. You know, this is this is probably an audition for whoever he plays for next year. If it happens that he does become a free agent again next offseason or this upcoming offseason, there will be teams vying for his services. And despite his age, and if he plays well, it wouldn't surprise me if he signed a big contract to go play for the Baltimore Ravens or the Seattle Seahawks or maybe, maybe, I know I'm being a homer here, the Carolina Panthers. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Just saying. But again, Tom Brady playing incredible football right now. Very, very happy to see him playing this well. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the best team in the NFC right now. And and that that's just facts. They tore apart the Green Bay Packers two weeks ago. So, you know, that could be a potential NFC championship game, potentially. Who knows? But, you know, Tom Brady winning NFC Offensive Player of the Month. Let's move on to a NFC Defensive Player of the Month, Buddha Baker. He's had a great month. He's been playing great football. He's getting more production in the turnover department, especially with playing the ball in the air. You know, he's been he's got two picks on the year. He ha- he almost had that pick six against Russell Wilson 
last week before he got chased down by the beast DK Metcalf. So, Buddha Baker, he's really turning into one of the more versatile and big-time chess pieces on defense in the NFL. And he should be a handful to deal with every single week from here on out and for years to come in Arizona. So, very excited to see that Arizona is on the right path to success. They got Kyler Murray going. Cliff Kingsbury is a great coach, great offensive mind. This is a good team overall, except the defense has struggled a little bit. And I don't expect Vance Joseph to be back next year as a defensive coordinator. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. Johnny Hecker, special teams player of the month in the NFC. The dude is a monster, a monster. I love punters, man. They are the reason. They are one of the key parts of an NFL team, in my opinion. You have to have a good kicker. Not a good kicker. You have to have a good punter. Yes, it's good to have a good kicker, but when it comes to punting the football and wanting to flip the field entirely, there's no one better than Johnny Hecker. Hecker had a great game against the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football. I mean, he was downing everything inside the five-yard line. He was incredible. Gave the defense opportunities to make stops deep in... Chicago territory. So Johnny Hecker, really, really good player for the brand. He is the brand for Pat McAfee's for the brand. Johnny Hecker, a beast. Congratulations, Johnny Hecker. You are awesome. NFL Rookies of the Month. On offense, it's Justin Herbert. He's been playing excellent football all month long. He he really does look like a veteran on the field right now. And at the pace he's going, he's on his way to like 4,600 yards passing and 30-plus touchdown passes. It's insane. And he didn't start – and he basically started week two and no one even knew about it until he stepped on the field against Kansas City. Like when he stepped on the field, people were like, oh, my God, Herbert's starting. What is this? What happened to Tyrod? Tyrod's no longer a concern. Justin Herbert's playing excellent football. The Chargers offense is going crazy right now. If they can get that offensive line right and that defense can get better and Derwin James can come back healthy, ooh boy, that is a team to look out for in the in the AFC West and the AFC in general next year. Probably not this year, but definitely next year. NFL Rookie of the Month defensively. Caroline Panthers safety slash linebacker Jeremy Chin, excellent football player. Uh, well, that that's incorrect. He's been playing well. Chin has been playing well. He, The Panthers have put him in a position to let him play in pursuit and let him make plays with just his athleticism alone. He is still wrong coverage. He... He doesn't have the right technique yet for zone spacing, man coverage, and whatnot. He still struggles in that area. Um, I expect that to be developed throughout the season. And it's, yeah, it's gotten a little bit better. You've seen flashes of him making great plays in coverage. He had that great interception against the Chicago Bears two weeks ago. That was very impressive. But, you know, 
want to see more consistency out of Chin in that area. Yes, he's great against the run. Yes, he has been great in pursuit. Like, he has some incredible pursuit angles. And he makes great plays downhill. But when it comes to being in coverage, he is just using his athletic ability. Simple as that. He has no technique whatsoever in coverage. He's not great in coverage. Even though it, even though the stats are saying, oh, he's he looks good. He's been playing well. Yeah, he's been playing well. But I think the stats are kind of a lie. And does he deserve this? It, it's hard to say. But I think... A, more deserving player probably would have been Chase Young for Rookie of the Month in on defense. That's just my opinion. When you look at the tape, Young has been the better player. But, of course, when it comes to statistics and production and whatnot, Jeremy Chen obviously has been the better player in that area. But when it comes to overall play, Chase Young has been the better player. But that's a debate for the rest of the season. You know, those two players will be battling out for defensive rookie of the year. I think Chase Young ends up winning that award. Jeremy Chen may come in second, of course. But, you know, this is good to see Jeremy Chen showing flashes throughout the season and getting better overall as the season comes along. I don't, ex- I still don't expect the Panthers to make the playoffs, but they have some really good core pieces on the back end with Jeremy Chen for – the future, you know, this is a guy that could end up becoming one of the more incredible chess pieces in the NFL. He is exactly what we were expecting Isaiah Simmons to be, and he didn't really make an impact play until this past weekend against the Seahawks with that interception in overtime. So, you know, Jeremy Chen, congratulations on winning Rookie of the Month in for October on defense. But, you know, I think there are more players deserving. Just my opinion. All right. Now it's time to preview some of the top matchups for week eight of the NFL regular season. First off, we have New England at Buffalo. That is the one o'clock game. This is a must win game for the Patriots if they want to make the playoffs. They are two and four and Cam Newton has not played good football as of late. Last two games, he's thrown five interceptions. No touchdowns. He's two for seven on the year, touchdown to interception ratio. That's not good. But, you know, he, he's, he's got to get better. This is probably like his usual, like, bad stretch of games. You know, he usually has that. He usually has like two or three straight games where he just doesn't play great football. And then all of a sudden he flips a switch and ends up being a baller all of a sudden. But that's just goes to show how Cam Newton is as a player, you know. But I expect them to rebound this weekend against Buffalo's defense, which has struggled throughout the season with injuries and inconsistent play. Yes, they did hold the Jets to 10 points, but it's the Jets. I mean, come on. I mean, anyone can hold the Jets to 10 or 3 points or no points. We've seen it off season long. Adam Gase is not a good coach, blah, blah, blah. We already know this. Let's move on. New England's offense outside Cam Newton and a healthy offensive line is not great. It's not great at all. The Patriots want to if the Patriots want to try and win out and win the AFC East again, they have to trade for an above average tight end or wide receiver. If if I'm New England, you go you waste your first round draft pick on 
either a tight end or a wide receiver, a big-name tight end or wide receiver. Dallas Goder, possibly. I think he's hurt. I'm not sure. Allen Robinson, maybe. You waste... Give up a first-round pick for Allen Robinson. I would give up a first for Allen Robinson all day. All day. That is a talented wide receiver. He could be one of the best receivers in the game if he had a really good quarterback. And that quarterback can beat Cam Newton if he gets traded. I think he deserves better. And Newton deserves better. So it would be nice if the Patriots, you know, make a trade for Allen Robinson or A.J. Green and put him with Cam Newton, and then he's got a legitimate weapon to throw to, and the Patriots can start playing well more efficiently on offense. And also, I think there needs to be more context when it comes to this Patriots team. They've been they've been dealing with injuries and opt outs all season long. COVID nineteen hit their two star players, Newton and Stephon Gilmore. So this team is going to struggle when stuff like this happens. While I do like. Well, I do like the Bills, Josh Allen and company for this matchup. I think we see a big Cam Newton rebound this weekend in Buffalo. So I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. Close. A close win to get back on track and try to compete for a at least a wild card spot at this point. So expect I'm expecting New England to bounce back. I'm expecting Cam Newton to bounce back. We'll just have to wait and see. Next matchup is Pittsburgh at Baltimore. This is a heavyweight battle between two of the top three teams in the NFL, in my opinion. I cannot wait for the Steelers' offense. Big Ben, James Conner, Benny Sneal, that offensive line, TJ Watt, Juju Smith-Schuster, Bud Dupree, Minka Fitzpatrick, all those guys going head-to-head against the Baltimore Ravens that features... Marlon Humphrey, Lamar Jackson, um, Mark Ingram, um, J.K. Dobbins, Yannick Nagoye, who they just traded for, Kalias Campbell, that defense. Oh, I I just can't wait for this Steelers offense to go head-to-head against that very good Ravens defense. This is a toss-up game for me. I'm not going to choose a winner here. But, yeah, I'm not going to choose a winner here. Because these two teams are so evenly matched, and both teams have great offenses in their own unique ways. Both teams have great defenses, so I'm expecting this game to be scored in the 20s, low to mid-20s for either side, um, as both sides of the ball for both teams will be making big plays defensively or offensively. So I'm expecting this game to be very close throughout the game. I believe the game will be decided on a last-minute drive, last-minute game-winning drive by either team. I'm just not going to pick a winner for this one, like I've said. But, but, I do like Baltimore a little bit. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm just saying I like Baltimore in this matchup. I'm not saying they're going to win. I just like Baltimore. Okay? Okay? We're good? We're good? Okay, we're good. The Los Angeles Rams at the Miami Dolphins. It's two a season, baby. It's two a season. The Dolphins' fifth overall pick will be making his NFL starting debut against the Ravens' defense. Or not the Ravens' defense, the Rams' defense. This is a big first test for Tua Tagovailoa in his first career start. 
as he's going up against a potential playoff team that's led by all-world defensive lineman Aaron Donald, future Hall of Famer Aaron Donald. Do expect Tua to struggle at some point during this game. He will make bad decisions, and that's just part of the growing pains in the NFL. Or just the growing pains as an NFL rookie. But it wouldn't surprise me if Tua came into this game and lit the world on fire. I do like the Rams to win this game, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Dolphins and Tua get a big win at home and move clo- and move closer to the top of the AFC East standings. By the way, if, Buff- if Buffalo loses to, in- to New England and the Dolphins win, the AFC East could be a three-team race between those two and New England. So keep that in mind. Just keep that in mind. Watch out. Watch out. The last matchup on my list to watch of, of games I want to watch this weekend or to at least keep up with is New Orleans at Chicago. I think the Saints win this game easily. I know that's that might be a stretch, but I think the Saints offense is offense, especially with Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders being back this weekend. I think they match up very well against the Bears defense, and I expect them to have a game, have that type of game where they just flat out dominate their opponent. And of course, Breeze will probably have back Thomas and Sanders this weekend, so that's a huge plus for the Saints' offense and the Saints in general. I don't like the Bears' offense at all. Foles isn't playing great. Neither is that offense as a whole, and they aren't going to have Allen Robinson this weekend because he's in concussion protocol. I. Uh, I I'm probably wrong with that. Probably misread that somewhere. But let me check that real quick. Is Allen Robinson playing this weekend? Let's see. Because I I always want to make sure I'm I'm right on this because I don't want to be wrong. Um Allen Robinson is in concussion protocol and it, it it's more likely than not that he doesn't play like if if I'm if I'm the Bears keep Sanders or not keep Sanders keep Allen Robinson off the field but I don't see anything that says that he's out but I assume he's probably going to be out this weekend so give me New Orleans to move on to five and two on the season now it's time to get into some of the top college football matchups this weekend including the prospects I'll be watching this weekend I'm going to start with the first prospect I'll be watching this weekend, and that is Minnesota wide receiver Rashad Bateman, who's considered one of the best wide receivers in the 2021 NFL Draft. Bateman will be going against a Maryland defense on Friday night that gave up 45 points this past weekend to Northwestern. North freaking Western. Are you kidding me? Sorry. Bateman is easily the best player on the field, in my opinion, he can win in so many ways. His route running ability is some of the best in the draft class, and he's very nuanced with it. He understands and knows exactly when and how to speed cut, break off his routes, etc., etc. He's got great ball skills and a wonderful catch radius, plus he's very dangerous after the catch with his yak ability, yards after catch ability. Bateman had a nice game against Michigan, and I expect him to have a good game against Maryland this Friday night. Boston College at Clemson. This might be a low-key good matchup. Of course, you got Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Mario Rogers, Jackson Carmen, 
um, Darian Kendrick, the usual suspects for prospects to watch in a Clemson game this year. But the player I'm really most looking forward to is Boston College quarterback Phil Jerkovic. I think I said that right. I hope I did. I really hope so. But, you know, I haven't really seen any of – I'm just going to say Phil because I really felt like I said his last name wrong. So I'm just going to call him Phil. <laughs> Phil, I haven't seen any of his games, but he's a favorite – to some in the draft Twitter community and from the clips I've seen, he's got some really he's got a really nice arm. So that's the guy I'm gonna be watching very closely for my noon game. Another game another player I'll probably I'll probably be watching is Alex Lindstrom, the brother of uh Chris Lindstrom, who is currently the starting guard, I think, for the Atlanta Falcons. So his younger brother, guy I'm gonna be looking out for going to be looking forward to um so you know really excited about that all right let's get on to the next game lsu at auburn sorry if you heard that that was a text message from my mother she sends her love lsu auburn looks like a great game to watch this weekend both teams are just trying to rebound after some bad play over the last few weeks LSU wide receiver Terrence Marshall and Auburn wide receiver Seth Williams are players that I'll be watching in this game. Uh, Both players are very talented and are on the rise in terms of draft stock for the 2021 draft. Both are big threats vertically vertically, um, and are productive in the red zone. Both players have great athletic ability and ball skills, and this will be the first time I'll really get to watch these two instead of just watching a game as like just a fan and just watching it just to watch. Um, that's what I've been doing the last few weeks. But now we're starting to get later into the season. We're midway through. Or in the Big Ten's case, we're just starting. So I'm, I'm really going to start watching prospects, going to keep an eye on some top players, you know. So those are some of the guys I'll be keeping an eye on. So... Those two players, Seth Williams, Terrence Marshall, I'm really excited to see their all-22 tape. I think they'll be favorites of mine come the draft during, throughout the draft process while I'm evaluating their game and whatnot, so really excited for that. The biggest game of the weekend, Ohio State at Penn State. This would have been whiteout night for the Nittany Lions, and, you know, it would have been goosebumps for me because – like every time I see a whiteout Penn State game or I watch it, like it gives me goosebumps. Like the crowd, the reaction, like it's incredible. So, you know, screw you, COVID-19, for not making that happen this year. And, of course, COVID-19 had to say, no bueno, no bueno. We're not going to have you do whiteout night. Sorry. We got to go spread. We got to go all, all over the world and infect millions of people, which sucks because, you know, I want our normal lives back, but we won't have that until we hopefully get a vaccine. But anyway, anyway, there are plenty of players to watch for this matchup. Plenty of players I'm excited to watch, or I'm excited to watch this weekend. Penn State pass rushers Jason Away and Shaka Tony are the two players I'll be watching for Penn State. And I mentioned them in the previous episode of this podcast. Both have incredible athletic ability. 
both have incredible speed and bend off the edge. And I really want to see what and how they are with their pass rush arsenal and if they can use counters when in the situation that they need to use them. So those are the two players from Penn State I'll be watching. I'll be keeping a close eye on Justin Fields, of course, and Ohio State's offensive line, which has NFL talent littered across that front five, um, which features guys like right guard White Davis and center Josh Myers, two players I consider top five interior offensive linemen for the 2021 NFL Draft. I'll be watching some of the Buckeyes front forward that features Tyreek Smith, Zach Harrison, and Jonathan Cooper, I think. If they can put on some good years, they can maybe make a case to be day two picks. Possibly, possibly. First round picks. Who knows? Who knows? I've heard a lot of good things about Tyreek, about Tyreek Smith. So I'm excited to see those guys on the field. Um, I didn't really get the chance to really watch them closely when they were playing Nebraska last week. And another player I'll be watching is Sean Wade and how he continues to play on the outside. Sadly, I won't be able to stay up and watch Zach Wilson's game, the BYU quarterback, against Western Kentucky. Zach Wilson is an awesome football player. He is, his draft stock is shooting through the roof right now. Some people are saying he could be the second quarterback off the board, which sounds crazy, but again, let's keep an open mind about this. During the draft process, you always got to keep an open mind when it comes to draft rumors and when it comes to draft day because anything can happen on draft day. Anything. We could see surprises out of nowhere. Something that we think, oh, this guy is definitely going to be a top 10 pick. He gets taken at the end of the first round, so nothing is guaranteed. Nothing. So just to let you all know, won't be able to watch Zach Wilson. i I definitely will be watching Zach Wilson's highlights in the morning just to see how well he did, just to see what he did. You know, that's all I can really go off of is like highlights from players from the past weekend because I don't get that all 22 tape immediately after those games like some of the other top draft analysts do, like Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Dan Virgil, um, Ben Finley, or Ben Finnell, those type of guys. You know, have a lot of respect for them. Love. I, I, I've i learned a lot from them. So, again, won't be able to watch Zach Wilson this weekend. I hate I won't be able to. Haven't, I haven't really watched Zach Wilson live on TV. Oh, gosh. Maybe it's probably been probably since the Navy game. I haven't watched him since the Navy game. It's, it's been that long. And shout out to Dante Colinelli. Um he was the guy that was on Zach Wilson first, and he is now, and now Wilson has blown up into a star in college football. Really happy for Dante for having a freaking gold mine of a find during the summer. So, Dante, shout out to you. Folks, that is it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And like I said in the previous episode, go out and vote. Your vote matters especially at the local and state level. And I'm not saying that it doesn't matter at the national level. It clearly does. Go out and vote. If you so go out and vote now. Like literally after you're done listening to this podcast, go out and vote. So you aren't I mean you're going to be standing in a long line, but don't you're not going to be standing 
three blocks away trying to trying to put in your ballot in. So please go out and vote. If you're if you're waiting to go and vote on election day, that's awesome. Good for you. Do it. Just vote. Everyone needs to vote. Vote for democracy. Vote. I love y'all. Stay safe. This is the Draft Nut Jared Feinberg signing off. Peace.